Hello and welcome to another episode of the Called Bank Podcast. This has been an eventful week, uh, both for me personally and for the league. Uh, this was my first week at school, so I, I got to enjoy class again. Uh, but even more so in the league, uh, I'm sure all of you know by now, um, the Bucks didn't show up to one of their games with the Magic as they were boycotting uh, the game uh, for a racial justice issue. So that that was definitely a unique thing. I got the notification while I was at work. And like I heard rumors that uh, teams were considering that. I know the Jazz weren't super happy with what was going on and they were talking about what they could do. And I heard rumors that the Bucks were considering a boycott. Um. But it it still shocked me when I saw it, especially when you see the footage of the Orlando Magic out there warming up, and the Bucks just weren't out there, and the Magic were like, they didn't know really know what was going on. So it was definitely a unique and interesting situation. It definitely was, and. I mean, especially hearing afterwards the discussions of will the playoffs even continue? Is Are the players going to stay in the bubble or are they going to leave the bubble? Um, it was just really interesting. And a lot of the discussion within the players from what I've heard is they felt like their voices weren't being heard inside the bubble and that they had given up the platform that they had before the NBA season had restarted, which is something personally that I disagree with. Um, I feel like personally, the um, movements that the NBA has pushed forward, especially what Donovan Mitchell has done, has really helped me to reconsider some past beliefs that I've had and done and to work to become more understanding of the situations that black Americans are going through in this country. And had they just decided not to play the season, I don't think that they could have done something as powerful as what they did by yeah, boycott like, those two days. I don't of think games anyone's really arguing and push the, and push the playoffs. Back. Um, at least within the league or people close to the league um, about what I think that like mo- mostly like 99%, I think the situation was handled very well. Um, like they had, they had a big meeting, the whole league, the, all the players came together to decide what was going to be done. Um, it was like laid out the league made sure they understood like what the consequences were either way they're saying like okay if you don't play we're going to lose revenue so that will impact you so take that into consideration if that will play a role like and then they the players were able to meet and decide what their role was and what they wanted to do to uh, help society so i think that part was handled the two things that i didn't particularly like were that the bucks didn't let the magic or the league know I think that would have like, because the league isn't the bet aren't the, like the NBA is doing everything they can as far as what I've heard to handle the situation appropriately and the magic aren't the bad guys. So I think it would have been um, more courteous to just give them a heads up about that. But other than that, like I think, I think it went really smoothly to compared to like how it could have gone. Like if this happened to the NFL, it would have been much worse. And my understanding is that the Bucks made the decision not to play very shortly before tip-off. Like that it was not something that they had decided on doing beforehand. In fact, the day before when Giannis won the Defensive Player of the Year, um, stealing it from Rudy Gobert, 
but I mean that's another story. No, I, I do think no Jonas one can three that award. But yeah, that no, that's fair. But I definitely think that the boycott for this particular game was a good decision. I get what you're saying, where talking to the league and to the owners maybe and to the magic, but in the future, I think that that is a way that they'll need to handle it because if they don't, it's going to start just becoming old and it's start and it's going to start losing its power. Um, now for the people who say that they don't understand how boycotting a game changes anything. If you really believe that, then please stop commenting online in every single forum that's discussing it because at that point, you're acknowledging that you noticed that they boycotted the game and they're getting you to talk about the boycott of the game for racial justice. So if their goal was to make you notice them, you notice them. Yeah, the, the whole goal of a protest or a boycott or something like this. Well, in this case, like there's different purposes for boycotts, obviously. Like you can boycott a business to hurt it. But in most cases, like... In this case, when you're just protesting something, uh, the purpose is to raise awareness. Um, Like, obviously, protesting something isn't going to directly get anything done. It's not going to directly make any change. The purpose of it is just to say, hey, this this is how I feel about it. Uh, This is what, like, and you can propose solutions, but how, like, obviously a protest isn't going to actually make anything happen. It may start the ball rolling, but it's the very top. Like, I kind of think of it in like very marketing terms, where a lot of times they talk about the funnel. The top of the funnel is awareness, and then like consideration, and then that the bottom is where they will for a business will end up buying, or in this case, will make a change. So, um, the whole purpose is to raise awareness and get people to reconsider stuff. So, change can happen. Definitely, and Milwaukee making the decision to protest over the Celtics and the Raptors who had been discussing it at least the most publicly when it came to what was available through media meant a lot more than any other team because Jacob Blake was shot and killed in Mil- in um the state of Wisconsin where the bucks are help where the bucks are and like you said protesting is something that does change a lot of things and bring attention to things i did think it was really interesting to hear um some controversial statements from Bruce Arians, the Tampa Bay head coach. Um, and to pull a quote out of context, that I still think delivers his message. If you're going to make a personal decision on it, I think it's best to go watch everything he said. He said, protesting doesn't do crap. In my opinion, I've been seeing it since 1968 end quote. And he went on to talk about how he really wants players to start pushing for things, um, backing things, ba- either either people for positions in government or backing um, causes or creating their own causes. And I think that's really big, especially with LeBron James and other players um, having the more than a vote campaign. And also Chris Paul calling out the um, eligible voters in the NBA who are not registered to go on and register. Like making changes like that in conjunction with protesting are necessary because protesting by itself is not going to accomplish nearly as much as adding other things to it, which will compound upon it. It's not just addition, it's multiplication when it comes to fighting for social change. Yeah. And 
That's really like if you just do one thing over and over again and expect anything to change, uh, it's it's not like to to make anything happen. Like changes, it's going to take time and it's hard. So you need to attack it at different angles and be consistent about it. And uh, it it happens over time. But so yeah, as as long as the players go out and like back up what they're saying once they're out of the bubble, like like you're saying, go and do more and be more hands-on and involved. Yeah. And I don't think that not doing that takes away from their message. I just think it builds upon their message and makes it have that much more weight behind it. And I think now's a good time in the episode to plug um, more specifically for the Utah jazz audience, vote.utah.gov to um, look for registering and doing that. Um, before the deadline, I can't remember what that date in October is, but to be able to vote in this November's general election and for the more national audience vote.org, which will allow you to be able to, um, find out what you can do to make sure you're participating in this election where we really do need voices of all Americans to be heard, to see where we want our country to go in the future. Yeah. And this whole boycott, like they're trying to keep it focused on why they're doing it but as a sports fan i couldn't help but think like this came at a pretty good time towards the end of the first round so players could get a few days of rest before games happen because they've been playing every other day for quite a while so that that might be good and that might prevent some injuries on the on the sports side of things and we're back and this now we're going to be focusing a tiny bit more on the jazz game tomorrow which i know dale had just been talking about like the break maybe being good. I am personally terrified since I remember, and this is looking at it from more of a selfish perspective, but this is trying to put it in the light of how this has impacted jazz players. I remember after Kobe Bryant um, died tragically along with um, his daughter and the seven others in the helicopter accident, the jazz had a really rough week. And so I'm really interested to see how they handle coming back tomorrow. And obviously this is not nearly as important as fighting to make America what it has the potential to become and to live up to its constitution in more ways than it currently is. But it is something that will be interesting to see if it's going to be hard for the Jazz, you know, to pick up a win in their game on Sunday or their game on Tuesday. Yeah, like that's one of the things that, you can't really factor in. Uh, it, it's like when we were talking about before the bubble started, like, uh, were we going to see just really bad basketball for the first few games or uh, would teams come back stronger? And we, we really had no idea what was going to happen. It is something to think about, but I think in the grand scheme of things, we've had very few teams come back from a three to one deficit. Um, the Jazz are up. The Nuggets are still fighting an uphill battle. They have to win two more elimination games before they can move on to the second round. So uh, it's still in the Jazz's favor, but um, they they really have to come out and concentrate, like we talked about last time. You can't ever write off the Nuggets. They're a very talented team. If you give them any room, uh, the series could be over before you know it. What's really scary to me is it didn't just seem like the Jazz personally fell apart at the end of game five it seemed like the nuggets really hit their stride and so if they're able to continue guarding the jazz like they were able to do in the fourth quarter 
that's going to make it very hard for the Jazz to pick up a win tomorrow. I hope they do. Um, I definitely think they're capable of, but it will be very interesting to see. And if something happens, I do wonder how this will impact the validity of the championship with the boycott. I can really only think of two series where that would actually be a problem in. Well, honestly, we're never going to know who would have won the OKC Houston series without this. If the Jazz lose, they could blame it on the boycott, but I don't know how much it will actually have impacted it. Yeah, and I think it's definitely a tough time, especially for the Jazz. I know Donovan Mitchell feels very strongly about what's going on, and I'm sure a lot of other players on the roster do. Uh, like it's a pretty, it's a unified team or unified roster, so I'm sure they're all kind of feeling the weight of what's going on. Um, but and this is really a time where if the Jazz want to be a championship team, there's going to be distractions along the way, no matter what. Uh, championship teams stay locked in they're focused all the way through the end so um, I believe Donovan Mitchell will or at least can develop into the best player on a championship team to be that caliber of player but he really needs this is a big moment for him to prove it to see there's so much going on he's probably tired of being in the bubble a little bit they've been in there for uh, a couple months now uh, can he just stay focused, uh, do his job, really like carry the Jazz to another win? And th- this will be a like all eyes on Donovan Mitchell as far as the Jazz fans go. If he can prove himself that he can really lead a team past the like past the first round on a regular basis and stay focused in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, really, with the only series left to be decided are the Thunder and the Rockets and the Jazz and the Nuggets. I mean, the spotlight will be on them since Toronto and versus Boston will be a big game. But I mean, chances are tonight the Lakers are going to beat Portland. I mean, Dame's not there right now. He left the bubble to have some knee stuff checked out. And just the Portland hasn't been able to have the spark that they had in game one throughout the rest of the series. And LeBron James and AD are just way too good. I guess I did forget about Dallas, um, Dallas, Los An- D- Dallas, and the Clippers. But after the last game, I think it does. It doesn't bode well. Yeah, they they just announced that Porzingis won't return, uh, at least for the first round. Paul George really hit his stride last game. So, um, even if the Mavs play their best, if the Clippers are playing like they did last game, uh, I I can't see the Mavs pulling out a win. Uh, they just don't have enough pieces right now. Uh, but uh, as a Mavs fan, I'm really happy with how they performed. Uh, I I thought really thought they were going to lose in five, and they already pulled out two wins. And game one, they might have pulled that one out too if um, the technical didn't happen. So um, I think this is um, a really good scenario for the Mavs to build on for next season. Yeah, and I have to be the bearer of bad, new- bad news KP is out for the whole postseason. So even oh, like it? bar yeah, he uh, tore his meniscus. So even barring some like big miracle. Uh, I think I just there. read first round, but uh maybe I misread it. E- either way, it's slim that they passed the first round, so that difference probably wouldn't wouldn't impact anything. 
let's put it this way. As someone who wants the Jazz to make it out of the second round, I'm praying, well, not praying, but I'm really, really hoping for a Mavericks miracle since I think that's going to be a lot more favorable matchup for the Jazz than, you know, if the Clippers have finally put it all together and are firing on all cylinders. Oh, yeah. Uh, especially like a beat-up Mavs team with Luke and his ankle and Porzingis is out. And, and at, like, really after going through the Clippers, if they make it out, uh, you're going to be tired after that series. They had to fight, like, every second of every game for their wins. So, I mean, we'll see. I think that uh, there's only re- really two series that are left to be decided, like I had said. But it's going to be an exciting second round. And... I really think that it will continue. Um, Boycotting now would pose some image issues for the NBA, which is not what matters entirely. Like the NBA would not be doing what they're doing with Black Lives Matter and the initiatives that they're supporting if their sole focus was on revenue. When people talk about boycotting the league because of these things, it's not something that the league wasn't expecting but it was something that the league in the end didn't care enough about because of the injustices that are going on in this country. So I do think we will see a smooth rest of the playoffs, but you know, we might see some interesting stuff with next season with the 2020, 21 season. Yeah. It's going to be good. Um, I I really hope the teams come out and um, really stay focused because we've been getting some awesome basketball um, so far in the bubble. I really hope the boycott doesn't distract them because obviously they are going to be distracted off the court, but um, really the great players can focus for those 48 minutes when they need to. And then uh, when they're off the court, uh, take care of some of the real world business. But I think there's going to be some good basketball and um, both conferences. The second round is going to be really exciting. I'm really excited for the second round. That might be some of the best basketball before the championship definitely well i've used the word definitely way too much this podcast so i'll switch to absolutely before we um end this thing up and you know hopefully next week we're talking to you about the jazz and the uh, whoever they're playing most likely the clippers in the second round we're super excited for to watch the game tomorrow night and hopefully not watch a game on tuesday